Bitch, y'all might. All right, we is recording. We is, oh. we is recording. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's cool. It's oh, shoot, let me make sure I'm on. Bitch, y'all might be. Bitch, y'all yeah. might be. Uh, yeah. Bitch, y'all might be. I don't know why I'm singing that, like, why that's so... It's okay. You know, I mean, was somebody yeah. singing it at the thing on the show? Uh, I don't know. It's on mute. I don't even know. But <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, damn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna let it ride. We're gonna make the best of what we have going on with what we got going on right now, for sure. You know. Job, Are you on Do Not Disturb? Yes. Hmm. I don't know how to put my iPad on Do Not Disturb. How do I put my iPad on Do Not Disturb? I mean, the same way you do it with your iPhone. Swipe down. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Done. Let's go ahead and start the show. (laughs) Let's start the show. Hey everyone! <laughs> what is happening? What's popping? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, uh, I'm your girl Sierra T. And I'm your girl Sherelle B. And this is Head Wraps and Lipsticks, the podcast. Where we wrap the culture up in color. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we are coming to you virtually. I mean, well, technically we always come to you virtually. <laughs> Yeah, technically. <laughs> you know, technically. Yes, but uh but um we are virtual with each other today. So, you know, rock with us, you know. You know, yeah. you know, let Uh-oh. us do our thug dizzle. Episode twenty eight is in the building. Listen, um <laughs> 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 niggas is tired. You know what I'm saying? It's been nice. a day. Girl. And you know, so, it is what it so is. Serious. It's it, so serious. it is what it is. You know, hotel Wi-Fi, they be like, we doing the cheapest plan possible. I mean, literally. And I mean, I do have like one, two, three, four, five different devices connected in this room alone. Okay. So, you know, hey. It is it's all it good. Is. It's all right. It's all good. It's all, it's all good. All right. Let's get into the show. Sis, yeah. I haven't done this in a minute. What can't you wrap your head around? Okay. Y'all are about to be mm-hmm. so mad at me because this is extremely Uh-oh. random, right? Okay. But um, okay, for all my in sync fans listening, right? I need you to go back to the first album. <laughs> and there was okay. a song on the first album called I Drive Myself Crazy Thinking of You. You know that's yeah. all like yes. I drive mm-hmm. myself crazy. crazy. I drive myself right. Yes. So I was listening to that song the other day. And this is kind of a high moment I had, but I was sober, but I had a high moment. And if you listen to the song, the beginning of the song is Chris. Chris is singing. He has that very soft, melodic, you know, vibe going. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the bridge and JC goes in. And I, Mm -hmm. when I say I was listening to that song and I hollered because JC was really giving you that energy of like i'm gonna show you how a bitch go down the slide like he got on there and said what like there was no, so i can't wrap my head around the fact that he felt the need to do that 
It was a lot. Like I really was like, I was, I had to point out. I was like, was that necessary? Was that really I mean, necessary? He does come in kind of what? Yeah, no, he does come in kind of hard. He came we, in hella hard. But it was giving. He was supposed to open the song, and they was like, you know, we're just gonna like Chris. He hasn't really had any time to shine, and JC was like, okay, we'll give him his little moment. And uh, they were like, you know, but Jay Z, you can have the bridge. And he was like, mm, bet. Listen, and I just can't wrap Jay-Z, my head around it. Like, <laughs> Jay Z gonna shine either way because he's the best singer in the group. And there's, and you know, and it is what it is. You can't, you know, you can't outdo the doer, baby. Like, you know, and that's you know what that's called maturity. Because growing up, I didn't really, you know, I was like, oh, like he's cute, you know, like I was going with the cuteness, so it was always. Jay, you know, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake for me. But as you get older, it's like what mm-hmm. who who mm-hmm. did JC piss off? Because he should have had a yeah. much longer career than Justin Timberlake. And uh, that is no shade to Justin Timberlake because this is the JT stand account over here. But I could go into heavy detail about that, about why JC didn't. Um, but we don't have that kind of time on our hands. Uh, cause I am because he likes black girls. Fan. I feel like he likes black girl. He likes black girls. That's not like it. black girls. That's not that. Mm. It, it has nothing to do with who he likes. It has nothing to do with who he likes. Speaking of black girls or the lack thereof, you ain't gonna tell nobody about your man getting married. You're not gonna tell everybody about your man's getting married. Who? <laughs> who got married? You know we talk. You know who? You know who I'm talking about? Oh, she but that's say different. It. Okay, so as you guys know, I'm engaged. And because yes. of my engagement, um, you know, I pissed a lot of people mm-hmm. off, including, you know, old work. And that includes Christopher Evans. So, you know, he decided, you know what, maybe it was time for him to move on and go get somebody that uh, maybe could match, you know, the love that he and I had. But, uh, you know, so he went off and got married to some random 26-year-old chick that, I mean, let's be honest here. Um, it's not the same. So, you know, everybody grieves differently. And he's one of those people that, you know, grieves differently. So yeah, I wish him the best, but uh, I'm engaged now. So he was taking too long. So I had to go what was right for me and what was right for me was to be with Brandon. Um, I can't be with Chris. So, you know, that's just what happens, like. It is what it is. So I don't know. Um yeah, that white well, man though. I do wish him well. That white man did not know you. And that white man was definitely gonna marry a white woman, which I said like last season or earlier this season, like I said it was gonna happen. So I mean anyway, yeah. Yeah. We were in a relationship, Sierra. We were in a relationship. So, you know, the marble checks have run dry. So I had to do what I had to do. And he needs something else to do. So. Whenever you're done being delusional, you let me know. You let me know. Okay. You let me know. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But um, what can't you wrap your head around, sis? You know, Uh-oh. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm tired of this, this cooking life. I, I'm sick and tired. No, let me, let me finish, Sherelle. Let me finish. 
because I had a, I had a, I came in here the other day, y'all. I've been going to the gym, working out. I've been doing my thug dizzle, y'all. I've really been trying my best. And so I came home after the gym one day. I'm like, let me cook some food. You know, I get in here. Um, first of all, TikTok with these recipes, y'all can go to hell. Okay, so I followed mm. a rice recipe on how to cook extra long grain, long grain um, white rice, and so. The recipe, the, the initial part of it, I had done before. But the one part I hadn't done, which really fucked me up, was she said, let the water come to a boil and let it boil for 10 minutes. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, so I did that. And then, like, so while it was boiling, I went to go relieve myself because I had to go to the bathroom. Um, and when I came back, there was no more water boiling. And so already I was like, oh, this rice is fucked up. But I put the lid mm-hmm. back. I put the lid on because, cause like, there was no more water. It wasn't boiling anymore. So I put the lid back on, even though I knew the rice was going to be fucked up. And then I cooked the meat because I was making pepper steak and rice. I cooked the meat and I and I was like, and I in a haste and I, it was too salty. It was too salty. The meat was too salty. The meat was too salty. But here's the thing, right? So I'm mad about it, right? So that same mm-hmm. night, I ordered a, I ordered a rice cooker, okay. The rice cooker was supposed to be delivered today. Amazon says it's delivered. It ain't here. I go to say, I go to, because, you know, usually they take a picture and show you where it's at. It says it was delivered to a safe place. What the fuck is that? The hell is a safe place? There's no picture. The safe place should be in my kitchen. (laughs) And so here I am, riceless, and I'm just, I'm upset. (laughs) I'm tired of cooking, and I think it's... And I think this is lame. I think this is so ghetto. I hate it here. Zero out of ten. It fucking sucks. I have a question. Yes. What are your questions? What are your questions? Go ahead. Um. So when you were born, why did you have the top on before the water boiled? No, I didn't. She said, let the water okay. come to a boil. So I let the water come for a boil and then let it boil for 10 minutes. And so that was the plan. Mm-hmm. But when I came from the bathroom, the water was boiling. Why are we boiling water? Why are we boiling water for ten minutes? Once this was once the rice was already in it. Yeah, but no, Mm -mm. we don't need to boil water for ten minutes. Yeah, that lady, that lady had you. She did you wrong because you definitely do not need to boil water for that long. Like it should not take water that long, especially if you have an electric stove. Like so, a gas stove maybe an electric stove. Five minutes. Put that thing on high heat, you'll be all right. Listen, it's above me now. Whenever the rice cooker gets here, or I, do I have to put in a damn, hey, Amazon, my package was never delivered, because I did that, yeah. and it was like, can you, they was like, can you wait till tomorrow? No. No, I cannot. No. <laughs> no, I cannot. Listen, Amazon so, really is not Amazoning the way it used to, and somebody needs yeah. to have a discussion about it. Yeah, I really should just cancel Prime, but... What's the point? What is Honestly, the point? It's not Anywho, it really is not. It really mm-hmm. is not. All right, we're going to get into these topics. We got a cute little list here for you guys. As always, we're going to start with uh, politics. You want to start with, uh, you want to start with Vivek? Sure. So, <laughs> I just can't believe that we're actually entertaining this guy as a presidential candidate. Like, and I use that term very loosely. So, um, Republican presidential uh, hopeful Vivek Ramaswamy 
uh, basically is getting caught in a whole bunch of lies. Like, you know, mm. he's getting caught in his whitewashing. And, yeah, it's really catching up to him. So he was on MSNBC. And the host, who is also a person of color, uh, was the one to call him out on it. So here's a clip that we have from that interview. You say you are anti-identity politics, yeah. anti-affirmative action in a party that hates the Soros name, yet you accepted a Paul and Daisy Soros scholarship at law school, law school that was specifically set up for the children of immigrants. It was an affirmative action scholarship. And your defense for that is that you didn't have the money to pay for law school, even though you'd already made over a million dollars true. at the time and my, made another two million dollars. Is, my defense of that you is somebody you gives you a merit scholarship at the age of 24, you no, take you it. Told at the age of 24, you somebody gives you a merit scholarship, you take it. I didn't say I didn't have the money. I said at a time when I had a lot less money than now, $50,000 no, was exactly still you didn't have the money to make. make. You keep forgetting your quote. You said, when yeah, I didn't well, have the money. So, so, Mehdi, I've made this really easy for everybody. And I did this yeah. in the early weeks of the campaign. Yeah. I released 20 years of tax returns. Yes, you something did. Something that no presidential candidate, let alone somebody who's successful in business, has done. I challenged yes, Democrats and Republicans alike, and, and including the Biden them. family, to do it. And, we and, and you know what? I, re- I released it so that you could look at them so we can have Thank an honest so conversation. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. The funny thing I've learned. I do appreciate that. It's yes, something Trump and, should and learn from you. I think that transparency is important. Look, so it's, here's, here's two, so it's we have already open and everybody can and see it. Exactly. We have 2009 but the fact and of the matter is, you know what I would advise every... Hold on, you Every told me to look at them. Look at them. Take two thousand nine yep. and two thousand ten. You made seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You had the money to pay for law school. You didn't need a Soros affirmative action scholarship that you now yeah, criticize. I mean, if, none of this is worthy. But if you think it is, let's get to the detail. That was well, actually I, the I, first big piece you say of money. Anti-affirmative action. Was, well, you took a scholarship for immigrants. I'm anti-affirmative and their action. So why did you take a scholarship so which, for the children which of immigrants? Which falsehood would you like me to address, the financial one or the or the one about my views on affirmative did, action? Because I can go in whichever order you you'd like. On the financial $750, piece of it, not at, not at the time that I had applied for the scholarship yes, that fall. Yes, you that did. December. Yes, you did. On Decem- this Mehdi, is, this is awkward for you because you me, did. Dis- I've got the tax returns in front no, of my face. No, it's not awkward for you. Yes, right, on walk, December walk, walk 31st, when the application for the scholarship was that October. Mehdi, you're wasting your time on childish details in go October on. of details that year when I applied for that scholarship. And it was, well, guess what? The bonuses that a hedge fund pays, and it's, it's a shame that, again, you, yeah. you don't have to be an expert on this, but if you're going to spout out, you better know something yeah. about it. People yeah. pay at a hedge fund the bonuses at the end yes. of a year. And on yes. December 31st, that's when I was paid. I applied for the scholarship that September, and I did not grow up in a wealthy year, family. Vivek, you made more money the previous year. I made $200,000 right? pre-tax or whatever it was. No, you didn't. And, and no, you, you know didn't. what? I no, you, believe. Hold on, hold on. no, you didn't. You're, you're now selling flat. In 2009, you, have you my made tax six... returns in front of you. I, I don't do. remember what I made in 2009. In 2009, you made $650,000. In 2010, you made less, $450,000. So the pre- argument that you only made the money pre-tax. pre the scholarship, <laughs> pre the sc- Oh, so now we're bringing tax into We've been using gross Medi, numbers. Medi, yeah, absolutely. Vivek, How you're much, wrong on this. Go back if and check your tax returns. $50,000 you obviously $50, makes a big difference. And then you accepted a Soros scholarship for $50,000 when you didn't need it. Well, you know what the fact is, Mehdi, is $50,000 did make a big difference to me back then. And anybody who has a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank is going to take $50,000 without strings attached. Take the scholarship. But my question for you is, why on earth are you as an intelligent person interested in politics obsessing over a 24-year-old's $50,000 scholarship? I'm interested in truth, beneath you. I'm, it's, it's We have, of, we it's have what, a country to fix. That you wear. And, I'm interested in truth. And, and Mehdi, I like that's why I released 20 Mehdi, that is why I released 20 years of tax records. Tell your friends you in the Biden them. administration to do the same thing. Oh. Okay, I didn't get through the whole clip when I saw it. Child. Ripped him apart. 
it Vivek Ramaswamy to me is the poster boy of whitewashing when it comes to uh, American politics. Like, mm-hmm. and I was so elated that somebody, especially someone that looks like him, called yes. him out on his bullshit. And I think that is very, very important. That is why mm-hmm. other candidates that like Tim Scott have gone on the view and couldn't handle things like that because others that look like him, Whoopi Goldberg, Sonny Houston were like, mm-hmm. dude, what mm-hmm. are you doing mm-hmm. here? Like, listen. At the end of the day, Vivek, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna sit in the Oval Office. You may be invited, but you are not going to be president of the United States. And this is why. For you to even say something like anybody that makes that type of money is gonna take a fifty thousand dollars scholarship. But the point is, you are so anti affirmative action. You're anti against the laws that were put in place for people like you. And then go and mm-hmm. sit there and take a scholarship for that very cause. That doesn't look good. So if mm-hmm. you are going to be a presidential candidate, if you are going to sit in the Oval Office, what are you going to do when another country comes to you with an opportunity for partnership, for whatever, and then you're sitting here talking about, oh, yeah, you know, because that, that's best <clears throat> for the company. But you're sitting here talking about your anti this 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 cause and you're anti that cause you're a liar across the board and i want no mm-hmm. parts of it i ain't want no parts of it beforehand but i damn sure don't want well, it now oh it, it looks really bad and it looks greedy it looks greedy okay and yeah. that's that's what he that's what he can't say because if you already have made seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars that year and then you applied for a fifty thousand dollar scholarship and then <clears throat> it was like well that 50 that extra fifty thousand dollars helped me Miss me with that. You already had seven hundred fifty thousand dollars that year, so how? How sway? How? It's it's very much greed, and <clears throat> I mean he's falling right into the line of the people who who, he, who he's trying to get and uh, get him to vote get to get to vote for him anyway. But it's just really really disgusting. And I'm like, all of this, and you're not going. You're not getting in the office, dude. They're not going to vote for your ass. Like the only thing that I will, the only thing that I think Vivek has on him is debates when they have a debate sure he can debate them all day absolutely but boy ain't nobody about to sit there and call you president Ramaswamy. it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen like let's just (laughs) i'm just i'm just kind of tired of this of this narrative like i mean i mean at the end of the day i don't think any of them are viable for the Oval Office. I don't want to hear President Trump. I damn sure don't want to hear President DeSantis, President Christie, President Ramaswamy, President Scott, President Haley. All y'all can go somewhere, in in all honesty. But at the end of the day, the only thing I would give the Republican Party is that people are stepping up, trying to do something. I don't know what they're doing on the blue side of the aisle right now. Um, Nothing. Literally have no clue other than them talking about age limitations and things like that, which is a conversation mm-hmm. to have. But the only person that's out here saying like, we're going to like, I'm going to hand to the office is Joe Biden. Is there, yeah. so you're saying nobody is like, wants to run for office. It's like, are y'all, what? I don't know if there's something that's going on that we just don't know about yet. I wonder if, and this is okay. I wonder if like a lot of people who are into politics and are on, 
uh, who would be considered Democrats if they're feeling defeated right now because <clears throat> of so many like, I mean, and granted, we, we, we remember the year when Trump was running and it was like 45 niggas running for president that year who were all Republicans, which was crazy. For real. Um, but I don't, I don't, I can't see personally seeing everything that Joe Biden is up against. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like a job that I would want. And so, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I do. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. the fact that Kamala Harris, she sat down with, uh, she sat down for an interview with, I believe it was CBS. Mm, I forget. It was, it was with CBS. But, oh, Meet the Nation. Um, mm-hmm. And she literally said that like, she is prepared to be commander in chief if necessary, because it's all about the conversations about President Biden's age. He literally will be, if he is reelected in 2024, he will be the oldest sitting president in history. He will be 82 years old, okay? Kamala Harris will be 56, I believe. So now that there's there's several conversations about age limitations, especially in regards to president, vice president, and Congress, and that's because we're watching Mitch McConnell win the Butte Challenge, Diane Feinstein, nobody knows what she got going on, and so on and so forth. This, I mean, we talked about it last week, but now there's, there's an update on that though. What happened? There's a oh so oh shoot, keep going. I'm gonna find it because there's an update on okay. her, uh, like oh with yeah. Diane Feinstein. Yes, like she was let. <laughs> Uh, well, she's she's not running for re-election. There's a lot of conversation going around Diane Feinstein in California. One because <sighs> Gavin Newsom, who's the governor of California, after mm-hmm. Kamala Harris um, got the vice president office, he made a promise like, "I'm going to put a black woman in her seat. I'm going to work with black women legislators, black women, black women, black women." So now here we come with Diane Feinstein. Mm-hmm. People that were running for her for her seat included um, Adam Shafe, Sh- Adam Shafe, uh, Katie Porter, mm-hmm. and Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee, Representative Barbara Lee, is a black woman. She was actually yeah. like the front runner for that seat. Now Governor Newsom said that he is not going to pick somebody who is running for that seat. He's going to pick mm-hmm. an interim person to sit in that seat meaning representative barbara lee is completely disqualified which goes against his whole uh like you're the one that said that not the other way around you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm, not it doesn't mm-hmm. look good it doesn't look good for him even they're talking about him running for for president but if you can right. even keep your promise on who you're going to put in um you know in the seat of a of of, of a, a legislator whose health is failing how can we mm-hmm. how can we trust you to run the country? Okay. Okay, so here here's what it says. Uh here's what, what where's the update since we talked about Diane Feinstein last week. Um uh Diane Feinstein says she she says she decided to give her daughter power of attorney over of attorney over her legal affairs amid a court battle over her late husband's estate so she can focus on her work in Congress. So it's like <laughs> lady like you can't even do <laughs> I'm not going to get back on my soapbox like I was last week. Y'all know how I feel about this. I truly believe that sh- there should be term limits, age limits. <laughs> Sherelle is not even in the camera anymore. <laughs> because <laughs> 
What? <laughs> I... <laughs> but that is that is the problem. That is the conversation with age limitation because even with what uh, Governor Newsom said, it's like okay, so you're not gonna, you're gonna you don't want to put somebody who's actually running for office in that seat. However, Diane Feinstein is still an elected official, meaning she still has a term to finish out. So who are you gonna put? Like, is she gonna be allowed to finish her term? What are we doing mm-hmm. here? What are we talking about? And that's exactly why Diane Feinstein said, "Okay, I'll get somebody to handle my affairs because I still got a couple months left." Yeah. To do what? To do what? Like if you if you if you're gonna be if you're gonna if you're going to finish your term if you're gonna finish your term that's great because you are an elected official cool right but if you're gonna finish your term you need to finish it strong like what are we doing here what are you gonna do do something mm-hmm. pass a law do yep. something other than something. that you can just go home. Like clearly, clearly, clearly. Um, all right, let's move right on along here. Um, trying to figure out. Can you see the topics on the side? No? Oh, okay. Let's go to hold on. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna go into uh let okay, well we will uh actually we'll go to the we'll go to these two and then we'll get to the to the local one, okay? Um White boy tries. Well, who did I wrote this? I'm so sorry, y'all. White boy tries to drown. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Child. White boy tries to drown a black boy in Massachusetts. Sis, what's the tea uh, on this uh, one? I heard. I heard a few things here and there, but I'm not aware of the full case. Um, but it, t- it took place at a pool, right? It took place at a pool. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely racially motivated. So I'm just going to read this um, from USA Today. Um, the 14-year-old white boy is facing charges, including attempted murder, after police in Massachusetts say he tried to drown a black teen in a racially motivated attack. This happened in July. And actually, it wasn't in a pool. It was actually at a pond. Um, where the defendant allegedly called the other boy racial slurs, threw stones at him, and then tried to drown him. Okay? Um, <laughs> he literally is... Um, he he indicted... I'm sorry. A jury indicted him um, on a felony charge on August 31st, um, but he's also been indicted on one count of assault with a dangerous weapon. Under Massachusetts state law, pos- prosecutors can seek an adult sentence if an indicted youthful offender is convicted of a crime. So apparently, according to documents, um, this is coming from the um, um, coming from another publication, on the day it took place, two white juveniles called the victim George Floyd. Okay. Um, it, it's it's really just it's, they called him George Floyd. Yeah. 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 This was an unprovoked attack. Like he was this just minding his business. Unprovoked attack. So I'm just going to read this. This is actually um, from the police report. So according to the police report, the victim went to the police alone on July 21st and reported two of his friends tried to drown him. So he knew, he knew these kids, right? The victim mm. told police that he met the defendant and another boy. Well, let me not say he knew them. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. at that age, it's like, oh, like we've been kind of talking at the park. So like we're friends now. Yeah. 
The victim told police that he met the defendant and another boy at the Palm about 3.30 p.m. And while there, the defendant told the other boy to take the victim's bike and ride it into the pond. The victim told the pair that the bike belonged to his brother and said not to ride it, at which time both the suspect and the other juvenile began to throw stones at him. At one point, the victim put on a life jacket because he could because he could not swim and got into the water and the defendant continued to throw rocks at him, threatened to beat him up and called him. Okay, who put a period here? That's that editing and called him racial slur, and called him racial slurs. Um, he did tell them that he was afraid of drowning. He actually told the boys that he could not swim while all three of them went in the water. The defendant pulled on the light, pulled on the life jacket the victim was wearing and submerged him four or five times causing breathing distress. Um, the third boy laughed and called the victim George Floyd and the incident continued when the defendant dove underwater and attempted to pull the victim underwater by his feet. At one point, uh, the defendant allegedly asked the victim if he liked his life. How old were these boys? 14. The incident ended when a victim called for help and a bystander, one of six other people on the beach, went into the water and helped him to shore. He actually packed up his things and then left. So he had just met these boys recently. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't now, even know what to say. As of yesterday, um, the teenager is actually out of jail. Um, you know, he bailed out, but uh, hey. Does he get any community service? Or? Right now, he's just been, he was indicted by a grand jury on charges of attempted murder and assault with a dangerous weapon. Um, yeah, but right now he's, uh, I'm sorry, the boy's name is John Sheeran. So something mm. with, you know, with journalism, I don't know why this happens like some publications will say um you know will actually <laughs> name him now i don't think they're going to name the victim but they're going to name the assailant so it's just it's it's not it's not good um but to call this young man george floyd yeah so his lawyers actually argue that he would be released pending trial the judge agreed of course you know why not you know white boy that's just trying to drown black kids why not let him out he's good um, he has ordering conditions, including G uh, GPS monitoring, staying with his father, reporting to probation regularly, and staying away from potential witnesses in the case. This sounds premeditated. <sighs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like the two white boys probably was like, let's have what's the name come over and we'll mm -hmm. get up to some shit. I... I'm going to put my lawyer hat on right now. Mm -hmm. I really, maybe I should apply for an affirmative action scholarship and uh, get, you know, $50,000 yeah. because I'm literally putting on my lawyer hat. I am not going to be shocked if this young man gets off. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, yeah. One, well, there's two, several reasons. The main reason being that he's a white boy from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second, Lawyers are going to call this horseplay because let's think back to when we were 13, 14. Mm -hmm. How many times did we jump on our friends, you know, and push them underwater? And let me, let me, let me not say how we, 
I'm just saying teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers are dumb. Just in general, yeah. Mm-hmm. They do dumb things at the beach, at the pool, you know, to impress people or do whatever whatever they want to do. Um, they're going to say that this was just horseplay. They were just playing, blah, 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 blah. And I think it will really go... I think the key thing will be what the witness said. Did the witness, the person mm-hmm. that pulled that young man out of the water, did you hear him? Did you hear these young men call him George Floyd? Did you hear him, or or did you just see three three kids playing? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I believe my thing true. is my thing is like it was six bystanders, and then after he yelled help, then they went down to help him. Yeah. But did y'all see? But did y'all see him being pushed under the water and things like that? But think about it. Think about how many times you've seen teenagers play at the beach or the pool, and you see some stuff like that, and you just like they being so dumb. Damn, somebody gonna get hurt. They they need to stop. You know what I'm saying? And it's not until somebody yells help, that's when it's like, oh, shit, no, something's actually going on over there. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Damn it, I need to go to law school. That's (laughs) really disheartening. To go to law school, yo, like. That's um, really, really, really horrible. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, Oh, my God, would I be a criminal lawyer if I went to law school? Probably would. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I like that. Probably would. I don't know if I like that. I don't yep. want to get crim. I don't want to get criminals off. I don't want criminals off. But I just, I do have to think. I just, I, I'm putting on my teenager hat. I'm like, I've seen. You know, what I'm saying, I used to do dumb things at the pool, the beach, with my friends. People mm-hmm. don't try to drown mm-hmm. me, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, I don't you know, I'm not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jumping on me. You, know, you see videos. Um, oh yeah, no facts. You see videos of yeah, grown ass people ass like pushing people in the pool and stuff. Uh-uh, don't do like, that. Mm, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't play that. I got that's a hard line. I, even though I know how to swim, don't do that. Yeah, don't no, because it's like things can mm-hmm. happen. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like that's how people get paralyzed. Like shit happens. You mm-hmm. press something, you even know what's going on. So, yep. um, sure. Okay, listen. You know what I'm saying? Real quick. Real but to call quick. somebody so, yeah. to put somebody under the water and call him George Floyd. That's sick as hell. That's sick as hell. Sick Unacceptable. As hell. Unacceptable indeed. Unacceptable. All right, y'all. We got an update on the five officers who were charged with Ty- Tyree Nichols' death. <laughs> they are now up for fe- they are now up for federal charges. Here we go. Um, so five former Memphis police officers involved in the deadly beating of Tyree Nichols have been indicted by a federal grand jury. Um, the five officers. Now, ooh, these some names on these boys. Okay. Ciao. To, to Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith were charged with one count of each of excessive force and deliberate indifference and two counts of witness tampering. The five men are also facing criminal court charges in, in Shelby County, Tennessee for second-degree murder, aggravated assault, two counts of aggravated kidnapping, two counts of official misconduct, and official oppression. Each of the uh, former officers has pleaded not guilty to the state charges against them. Tennessee is making a mockery out of these five black men. Oh, girl. Real bad. I mean, and while I'm loving it, because there was absolutely no reason as to why Tyree Nichols should not be with us right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't help but think about the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. I can't help but think about the cops that killed uh, 
Mike Brown. I, I just can't help but think about all these other white police officers and black people that were killed by their hands and they're out here doing Good Morning America interviews and they're out here being able to appeal their cases and mm-hmm. all that stuff like that. I'm just, I'm not, I'm I'm not taking up for them. I'm absolutely not because we all mm-hmm. witnessed the heinous crime um, that they that they did. But the fact that yep. they are like, oh, five. I personally feel like Memphis mm-hmm. was like five black police officers oh. killed a black man. Ooh. And it yeah. shouldn't be like that, man. Is it, it is 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 Memphis predominantly black? Is that a predominantly black city in Tennessee? I think that also has something to do with it too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, on top of that, but also it's like, it's like the, what's the word? Recompense? Re, re, I don't, I don't know if it's the right, if that's the right words, but it's like the, well, y'all want, y'all want to, y'all want to see justice for cops killing right. black people. Right. Here you go. Right. That's what that feels. That's what this feels like. Absolutely. And, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, yeah, it's like okay. You want to see some justice done? Here's some justice done. Um, it makes me sad. Um, I mean, it makes me okay. It makes me happy that Tyree Nichols' family is getting the justice, or just Tyree's legacy is getting the mm-hmm. justice that it actually deserves. But it just, I hate that it had to come down. Like it's like y'all were just waiting for some black police officers to fuck up, like. And yeah. I just, I don't oh, yeah. understand, like, the fact that, I mean, they're they going under the jail. We ain't never, ever going to see them ever oh, again. But George rat. Zimmerman is out here doing what he got to do. Kyle Rittenhouse out here doing what he got to do. The only cop that I haven't really heard, you know, that, well, I'm saying I, like, I know them personally. Like, the only cop that's been very silent since his, you know, mm-hmm. uh, since his court got, uh, case got thrown out was Mike Brown. That, yeah. that police officer was like, you know what I'm saying? But I just, mm-hmm. I hate that the fact that like George Floyd's, um, you know, killer is still being able to appeal his court case and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, dude, you are guilty like, as fuck. Go to jail. Guilty as hell. Yep. You did the crime, yep. so do the time. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. It is what it is. Yeah. Sit in jail and reflect on what you could have done in those nine minutes or so. I'm sorry, was it eight minutes and something something seconds? Yeah. So. This sucks for them. I, I, I remember you saying one of them had like a, a Omega Sci-Fi bracelet on it. So Three I'm of also them. wondering. Ooh, oh my God. I wonder if they were removed. They like, were. If they were shut up. They were. They were they were kicked out. Um they wow. were kicked out of the fraternity. And rightfully so. I don't I don't really I mean think- absolutely. I don't yeah. think that fraternity would be able to sustain supporting, uh, supporting them because it was just <sighs> police officers Mm-mm. have a job to do. Police officers have a job mm-hmm. to do. Like we get that. No one's taking that away from y'all. But there was nothing that was hurt in this case other than your pride. Mm-hmm. Somebody got away. Mm-hmm. And it took five of you and even more. All y'all just standing around watching this dude just suffer for no reason. There was no reason. So there was literally no way in hell that anybody other than maybe their families can Mm -hmm. support um, 
what what's going on. So right, it, it is what wow. it is. Oh well, sorry. That's terrible. That's terrible. So now you want to jail for the rest of your life, and your family's yeah. gonna have to live live with it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, all right, we're going to move forward. Uh, North Carolina is considering making some changes to a bunch of alcohol laws. Is that correct? Yeah. We're, we're getting tipsy here in the, what is oh. what is this state called? What's yeah, what, the, is, what, what is North Carolina called? Yeah. Hmm. The North. <laughs> yeah, what is North Carolina? Like, you like New York is the big apple, right? The Empire State. The Empire State, yes. What is Philadelphia? Uh, Philly, the city of brotherly love. I mean, okay, no, what is Pennsylvania then? The Keystone State. Yes. What is the Keystone? Yo, chill out. No, man, I'm Relax. legit asking. No, What's the no, Keystone? no, take, take it easy. I'm Relax. just asking, like, what is the Keystone? Aren't you supposed to be doing the news right now? Aren't you supposed to be telling us about the... <laughs> We gonna figure out what North Carolina is like known for. I don't know, but yeah, but they uh, have some time and they really want to adjust these uh, these liquor laws. You mm -hmm. know, which Everything I mean, to be fair, we're kind of like in 1982 with some of the laws, like not selling alcohol at before 12 noon on Sunday. Hey, it's you know, weird we can't me. get abortions. <laughs> we can't get abortions in the state, but you know, this is this is a priority. This is a priority. This is a priority. Listen, you know, if I can't, I might as well be able to drink if I can't get the abortion. You know what? Points are made. Points are made. Might as well. Shit, might as well. <sighs> All right, what we got? So they are, state lawmakers are considering, this is considering, it's on the table. They're considering okay. several major changes to alcohol laws in North Carolina. This is including... ABC store gift cards. I don't see nothing wrong with I that. I didn't know that that wasn't, I didn't even know that that wasn't a thing already. Like, I didn't know that you couldn't get gift cards at the ABC store. I had no idea. I really think that's a cheap ass gift, but I'm going to move on. Um, like, <laughs> like, go to the store and get your own damn look. I'm not about to get you a gift card. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> delivery of, of mixed drinks. So basically, like, with your food orders, you know, if you want to order yeah. a margarita, cool but you can't order like a kettle one on the rocks with lime like that's not gonna work um oh okay abc stores could actually be open on new year's day fourth of july and labor day um abc stores open on sundays when sh i like that yeah cocktails to go so if you haven't finished your drink at the restaurant um and you want to put it in one of them styrofoam cups you can do that you might be able to do that now, I don't know if I agree with that, but go ahead. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. And then last but certainly not least, happy hours. Did mm. y'all know that happy hours are illegal in North Carolina? I had no idea. Which is funny, though, because they happen. They just don't call them happy hours. Yeah, because I'm like, I've been to several. It's like, oh, yeah, like, like I know, like, um, the Kappas used to do a little something, something, like, you know, mm -hmm. on Thursdays. Wait. I mean, a live at the five is a happy hour. Like it was definitely a giant happy hour, but yeah, you so could, who, I guess you couldn't. Nobody was really enforcing it, though. Nobody was enforcing it. What do we think? What do we think? 
I'm cool with all of them except for the one like you can take your drink to go because that just feel I don't know it feels very Vegas it feels very Vegas it's just giving permission for drunk driving if you ask me that acting a acting a fool out in the streets nope I actually do not agree with that one I feel like if this were to come to pass I think there'll be certain limitations like they'll do like cocktails to go like you can't order a margarita to go. Like, it's like literally, mm. if you have, if you're already drinking something at your dinner table and you want to take it to go, cool. But don't sit here right. and be like, you know what, let me order another round of these knees and then put them into, no, 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 no. So mm. I think that they could. But I feel like um, people going to make a way around that though. They going to have a flask in their purse and they pocket. Yeah. Come on. Mm. Come on. I don't know. I just feel like more than anything, having the people like even the carrying, carrying like even like the taking out of the mixed drinks, like it's still a, a drink. Yeah, it's still a, it's still a drink. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not too keen on that. Maybe this is, could be my old head showing it showing on me, but I'm not crazy about that. For, I, don't, I don't know. For me, it's having the um, ABC stores open on January 1st, July 4th and Labor Day, especially on January 1st, like the liquor stores are, have you ever been to a liquor store on New Year's Eve? It's ridiculous. I haven't actually. Mm-mm. It's 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 uh-uh. absurd. Everybody named mothers in there getting their drinks. So it's like, give them, they need a day off too. You know what I'm saying? Like, if right, you, if right. everybody knows that people like to drink on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So if you can't take your ass to the, uh, to the liquor store on January, on, uh, um, on January 30th or January 31st, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, December 30th or December 31st. I don't really see a problem. Same with July 4th. Right. Everybody likes to drink at July 4th. So what are you doing on the 2nd and the 3rd mm-hmm. that is stopping you? So wait, if they if they pass that one, then they have, those are days that they have to like, those are mandatory hours that they have to be open. It those looks days like, yeah, are it looks like, yep. Oh, I thought maybe, I thought it was like, a, like if you, if the store itself wanted to be open, it could be. No. Oh. Well, no. I don't know. That's now that's a good question. That's a good question, but I think it's like no because ABC stores. So if you're an independent liquor store owner, um shout out to Archie, um mm-hmm. then that might be a different situation, but if you work for actual you know actual wait, ABC wait, 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 spirits. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. ABC is a like a government owned entity or something like that. I don't know if it's a government, but it's definitely a French. Uh, like, you know, there's a, think about the last yeah. time you saw an independent. I don't think there are independent liquor stores down here because of ABC stores. Hmm. It's not like how right. it is up north, the way we grew up. It was like, you could literally go mm-hmm. to the corner store that was owned by whoever mm-hmm. and get like, yep. okay, story time. Mm-hmm. I was kind of raised in a liquor store. Things make kind of mm-hmm. sense a little bit. Um, my mom used to work in a liquor store um, when she was pregnant with me, and his name was Archie. He was an, old, an older, an older black man who owned a liquor store mm-hmm. in the neighborhood of Westbury. One of the nicest men you ever want to meet. You know, there's pictures of mm-hmm. him holding me as a baby, and I used to go in there like hang out, <laughs> like hang out with him until I- <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Not you hanging out at the ABCs, the liquor store. Oh he was like God. a gra- he was like a grandfather. He would give me um, he would, you know he might have a customer. He let me press the button on the cash register and put the money in there and keep moving. Oh my so, God, Sherelle, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he passed away many 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 years ago. But mm-hmm. I mean, but though he was like that was his store. He owned 
the liquor store. Give it, you know what I'm saying? So like growing up up north, you had like Archie's liquors or, you know, mm-hmm. Alibaba spirits or whatever it is. Down here it's like ABC. Right. Yeah, so yeah, wait, it Alcohol really and Beverage Commission. Yeah. Oh wow. Very, yeah. very interesting. Well, I, I mean, I I can't wait to see what's gonna come. I, mean, I don't know. You know, this state's becoming very uptight. So I don't know what. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like backwards as hell. So like we can't. Oh, Shakira's on. Um, we can't get abortions, and but we can get liquor. Just you know what? You're already smashed. You want to take that to go? Go ahead. You're driving. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Abortion. Go ahead. Oh my God. No, don't kill babies. But you might kill somebody else on the road though. Make it make sense. Mm. Mm. Very much interesting. We I, well, we shall see. Can't wait to see if they if they even very interesting. If yeah. Um, mm. speaking of interesting, this is gonna be a hard one to get through, y'all. Um, but Danny Masterson gets 30 years. Now, I try to pull up a picture of him because some of y'all are like, who the hell is Danny Masterson? Which I mean, valid question. Yeah, like, can we talk about it? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Danny Masterson is um, one of the white boys from, uh, what was that show? That 70s show. That that 70s show. I'm trying to pull up a picture of him. Let me see if I can. I never watched that show. Did Here's you watch a... that show? Please. I was a fan at one time. I am so oh, disgusted really? in myself. I, yes, I was a fan of uh, that 70s show. Okay, here we, I'll do the share trying to bring really back quick. that that is it, they were trying to make a comeback with something called that ninety show. I was like, all right, yeah, okay. So I mean, uh, try I tried to find one picture of him. That's okay. I think that's there. You good. go. There we go. So that's Danny Masterson. Um, did it show up on yours? Why is it still? Mm-hmm. I can't. So um, Danny Masterson uh, was charged with. <sighs> Sexually, no, he was charged with raping two women. And it's it's been gruesome, okay, y'all? Mm-hmm. It's been absolutely disgusting. And I, I don't even know, like, here, okay. So something that, like, I'm trying to share the other screen. So something that, like, a lot of people have been saying, which I think is very interesting, is, like, do you know how absolutely horrible of what whatever whatever he had to do was absolutely horrible for a white man to get 30 years he's a scientologist (laughs) (laughs) yes he's a scientologist he's a scientologist I'm sorry. I'm trying to fix the screen. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, mm. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read this really quick. Um, so one of his uh, victims released a statement. Um, let me just get a rundown. Okay. So the full impact statements from the three women who ooh, it was three women from the three women who accused Danny Masterson of rape have been released just days after that '70s show star was sentenced to decades in prison. The gut-wrenching accounts from Masterson's accusers shed light into the emotional testimony that helped put him behind bars for 30 years to life. Um, 
Okay, here we go. Jane Doe, number one, identified only as Gen B, was a second generation Scientologist like Masterson. They went to Scientology school as kids and their families were close. It was the only community I knew my whole life until I was raped by Mr. Masterson, Jen said. I didn't choose to be born into Scientology in the ruse, just as I didn't choose to be raped by Danny Masterson. Jen B testified she was raped on her father's birthday in 2003. She dropped her daughter off at her parents' house, met up with a friend who was Masterson's assistant and fellow Scientologist. While there, she said she was drugged and violently raped. Jen B eventually reported the assault to the church, just as their strict policies demanded and, and as I was trained to do. For a year, she did what Scientology allegedly told her to do, which included, me, which included meeting with Masterson. A Scientology executive claimed he would apologize and make a promise to never repeat such a crime on any woman if he would just hear me describe in detail how awful and violent the assault had been for me. I naively believed in the possibility of redemption, and I agreed to speak about the whole ordeal. However, it soon became clear this wasn't real, she told the court, um, claiming that Masterson laughed and treated the situation as a big joke, showing no genuine remorse with no intention to change. It was heartbreaking, the realization that the defendant's callousness and lack of empathy and everything I said made no difference. And that's just one one testament from what Danny has done. And so, listen, we know about like the justice system and how it can be very lenient towards white men. But we also know that the justice system sees white women as the darling, as darlings. However, comma, right? Patriarchy did not hold up as well as, as as well as Danny probably thought it would, because my man's got 30 years to life in prison, yo. He must have done some, when I say egregious. Yeah. Egregious. Yeah. And and I'm not gonna say too much on the on that church. Mm. But mm. I know that they mm. handled their celebrities mm. with with white gloves. There you go. And that's what I'm going to say on that. Except for Leah Remini, because, you know, she has too Ooh. much to say about she is like, I don't care what y'all ain't going to do nothing. What you going to do? I, um, I've been watching all her documentaries, child. Yeah, she is. You you yeah. know, I love me some Leah Remini as a, a fan of King mm -hmm. of Queens. But, child, mm -hmm. she the one that's like, you know, um, she is actually one celebrity that has stood her ground in support of the victims of Danny Masterson. Um, some of your other, mm -hmm. um, some of your other faves have just been foul, pun intended, because they don't wash. Mm. Um, yeah, talking about oh. Ashton Kutcher and mm -hmm. Mila Kunis, who mm -hmm. starred on the 70s show with Danny Masterson, and they are on the list of numerous other celebrities that have come out of the woodworks to support Danny Masterson. And here's what I have to say about like the celebrities that come out in support mm -hmm. of their friends. I mean, if we talk about, it's like, I feel like we talk about this like damn near every other week now. Cause it's like, you should be, you're, you're now you're putting yourself into this, this crime. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. 
because it's like all these letters like he was just such a nice person on set and okay anybody can be anybody can be nice on set but when he went home when he left set you don't know who that man was okay and i'm just so tired of women coming forward with their stories and being made fun of with it's like well you know blah 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 three women mm-hmm. why would and my thing is and this is not to put certain celebrities on a pedestal over others but why out of every celebrity in hollywood why would they say you know what let's attack danny masterson from the that 70s show because he was that prolific of an actor and he has so much to lose. <laughs> Not he was that pro, pro. Like he was just so amazing. Oh my gosh. Why don't we get him? Why would they do that? So for Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, Ooh, I, it, it really sucks because they were kind of held to a higher standard when it comes to celebrities in Hollywood. Their downfall is just really bad right now mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's like the fact that you guys mm-hmm. wrote a letter to the judge asking for leniency, like, and that's one thing. What are you asking for leniency for him for? What you gonna let him come stay girl. at your house with your kids or something or something? You know what I'm saying, like, you... girl, I'm confused. I, I never, I don't get that concept. But then you're gonna apologize, like, oh well, we didn't know that that was gonna be made public. You shouldn't have wrote it. You should have wrote it. You are a public figure. Everything you do is going to be made public. Are you dead ass? Period. But also, when you're in, when you're involved in cases like this, all that shit is public record. Goofy, goof. You sent it to a judge. You sent it to a judge. Like you know, what's been really interesting is like hearing like how like so the only person like if you think about it. Danny Masterson, what was the other one? Wilmer Valderrama, who was absolutely known for dating like 18-year-old women. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Mandy Moore. Like he was like known for like dating younger women. Mm -hmm. So Danny, Wilmer, and and Ashton all hung together. But Topher Grace, being the unsung hero, Topher Grace was the main character on that 70s show. The other white boy. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's been the, he was like, he said he did not hang with them. Like outside of like filming his parts, he was not rocking with that. And that makes me mm-hmm. kind of think like they must've been on some real foul type of vibe mm-hmm. for Tofa not to even want to be. And, and granted, you don't have to be friends with your coworkers, but like for you to be like, listen, I'm in here to film my scenes and I'm not, I'm not kicking it with y'all. Like I'm not hanging with you at the bar after the sh- after we wrapped on set. Like none of that, like yeah. that's telling to me. That's really, really very much so. Very much so. Very much so. That's I mean, yeah. So because birds of a feather fly together, I didn't know that Ashton Mm -hmm. Kutcher allegedly said about Hillary Duff when she was sixteen. Like, I'm just waiting for her to turn eighteen. Like, why would you say that? But you know what? I'm not even gonna get too much on Ashton Kutcher because I mean, he was married to a woman that was like thirty years older than him, so. Um, you know, when he was married to Demi Moore, so I don't know, it might have been some grooming going on with him to be Ooh, very transparent. Jesus. So he might be, Jesus. he might be, I, there might, I think there might be a deeper story with Ashton Kutcher a little bit. Um, 
So I don't know. I don't know how old he was when uh, he got married anymore, but yeah. Yikes. The fact that he ain't had no kids with her either. But anyway, uh, <laughs> something's a little off about the whole situation. Uh, very, very strange. Very, very strange. Um, okay, we got a few more things here. YouTuber by the name of Ruby Frank is under investigation for starving her children. Ruby Frank has like her and her husband have two million followers on YouTube or whatever. Their channel, their channel has been taken down by YouTube at this point. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know. I just have to play the video for y'all because when I say this is insane, yeah. I mean it's insane. Wow. So here we go. I'm only gonna say it one more time and then you're gonna lose the privilege to eat dinner. This is Ruby Frankie, the mom of six behind the popular parenting YouTube channel, Eight Passengers. On August 30th, Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, were arrested after Frankie's 12-year-old son climbed out of a window of Hildebrandt's home to ask neighbors for food and water. The neighbors immediately called authorities after seeing that the malnourished boy had open wounds and duct tape around his wrists and ankles. He's been detained. He's been He's obviously covered in wounds. Utah police searched the Hildebrandt home and found Frankie's 10-year-old daughter in a similarly malnourished state. On September 6th, Frankie was formally charged with six counts of felony child abuse. So how did we get here? Ruby Frankie had been regularly producing parenting vlogs since 2015. The controversial channel garnered more than 2 million followers before it was taken down by YouTube following the recent abuse charges. But the signs were there all along. My bedroom was taken away for seven months and then you give it back like a couple weeks ago. Unless you find a friend who's willing to share some of their food with you, I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to eat. We're going to put a pillow and a blanket by the toilet. And you can camp out in the bathroom, okay? If you cut one more thing in my house, <laughs> I'm going to take the scissors, look at me, and I'm going to cut its head off. Grandma, you be so mad! Eve did not pack a lunch today. Hopefully nobody gives her food and nobody steps in and gives her a lunch. Sometimes I have to neglect the kids. And my kids are literally starving. I told the kids, I said, I'm not even going to let you eat breakfast until you get your chores done. This increasingly disturbing and controlling behavior was on display for years, causing backlash from concerned viewers. In 2020, some even created a petition for Child Protective Services to investigate the Frankies. Over the last four years, police made at least 15 visits to the Frankies' home, but nothing was done to protect the kids. After she was arrested, Frankie's older daughter Sherry said in an Instagram story, We've been trying to tell the police and CPS for years about this. The father, yeah, Kevin Frankie, claims he had no part in the abuse. You have something in the bag that you would like out. You can pay cash for it. So you learn the value of your items. Or... You can do an equivalent value chore to get it back. What's it? And... Whatever isn't claimed by the end of the day goes in the garbage. So why didn't CPS intervene sooner? It's possible that the family's wealth and race played a role. University of New Hampshire social work professor Vernon Brooks Carter looked at 418 substantiated cases of lack of supervision. Carter found that white kids were more likely to be inadequately supervised by their parents, but African-American children under similar circumstances were more than three times as likely to be removed from their parents' care. Another study from the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia revealed that between 2010 and 2014, white children were hospitalized for abuse assessment for short 
shorter periods of time than black children, even if their injuries were more significant. So did the system fail to protect the Frankie kids from what was happening inside because of how the family looked from the outside? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I got a lot to say. Okay. She... Okay. God damn. Okay. Social media, I think, when you get a certain number of followers, turns you into who you really already are. It really shows you. Hello. And so Ruby Frankie probably was already somebody who was already controlling. Then you add this element of putting your children on this social platform with 2 million followers, you feel like you have to maintain this facade or whatever it is. And also, I don't think the dad did not have anything to do with it. The fact that he he wasn't like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's very strange that he's not... Like, he wasn't arrested too. And... (laughs) <laughs> they may not have no they may not have any proof that he did anything she's the one that was like oh come with me to my kids you know what i'm saying right hmm. and i also wonder like if they were going to school like what were teachers saying and then here's my thing right how the kids themselves gonna be saying we've been calling cps and the police for years that's crazy <sighs> a lot of kids okay I've called the cops on my parents before, you know, for dumbass reasons, though. You know, like, I thought my dad mm-hmm. left me one day. He told me he was going to move the car. He took way too long for me, and I called the cops. And, you know, <laughs> so kids call mm-hmm. the cops for dumbass reasons because, like, oh, you're mad at your parents, things like that. So sometimes cops be like, well, boy, get off my phone. I mean, not cops, 911, but get off my phone with that nonsense. But I think mm-hmm. in this day and age... We've watched way too many situations just like Ruby Frank's documentaries of kid. I got things to say about people that have these mass produced families, but anyway, um, mm. you know, like, and then treating them like shit afterwards. So, yeah, yeah, that content creator that made that video is absolutely, absolutely correct. The system failed the Frankie kids because of the mm-hmm. way they looked, point blank, period. Like, oh, wait, your mom's Ruby Frank? Oh, my God, I'm such a fan. We've even seen movies. We've seen horror movies like that where the cops pull up to the house, um, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm a huge fan of you. Like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Let's not even worry about this ticket. Let's not worry about this. Yep. And it's dangerous. The, The fact that I understand parents, you know, disciplining your kids, but to literally be on camera saying, like, yeah, like, because you left your lunch, I don't even want you to eat. Instead of you taking your ass up there to give your child their lunch. And then saying, I hope nobody gives her food. Yeah, what is that about? What is that about? I have something like what the content creator was saying about, oh no, I'm sorry, what you just said about Mm -hmm. the teachers not paying attention. It's so interesting Mm -hmm. that you brought that up. Like, so the reason that we're recording virtually is because I'm in Atlanta for a work event. And today there was a pitch competition for one of our women business owners. 
And what she does is she told her story of some abuse that she sustained when she was a little girl. And now that she is older, she has a whole business that trains teachers to deal with children like that. She said, people sit there and talk about like, oh, you know, you got overcrowded, you have overcrowded classrooms, teachers that don't have the materials they need. And that's why you got kids that, and that's why you have teachers. I mean, look at Charlotte Mecklenburg schools right now, still looking for Mm -hmm. teachers. You know what I'm saying? That's why Mm -hmm. you have teachers that are quitting their job due to burnout. So now add the responsibility of of being a social worker on top of that. Mm. Some teachers really don't give a fuck. They like, you look kind of skinny, but okay, I don't got that type of time. I got things to do, blah, 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 blah. It's really, really sad. And that is more than likely what probably happened to the Frank kids on top of them being somewhat of a socialite. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, they Mm -hmm. are in the state of Utah, which is an odd state when it comes to things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. being that they were in Utah, was kind of like, it sounds on brand. But it's just... It really sucks that two children had to climb out of a window just to get some food and water. But Yo. shout outs to whoever took them seriously because even they could have been like, you know, oh, you're the Frank kids. Like, let me take you guys. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I need something to eat because I haven't eaten in eight days. That's ridiculous. And I, under, and I don't under, and I don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't understand. That's why I'm like, for me, like anybody who puts like their children on social media like that, like what's what's the long game here? What's the long game here? What what do you really want from this? Why are you doing this? I did your did your children say, Mom, we want to be an on TV family? Or do you as a parent say, Oh, I can make money from this? Points blank period i i literally just saw like i follow this tiktoker she's a fashion one had no clue mm-hmm. that she had kids no clue but she finally mm-hmm. made a little video thanks to this trend that's going around and come to find out she got two kids and she was like yeah these are my kids living a best off-camera life because she said i'm not yeah. a i'm not a parenting content creator i do fashion period. so like i don't feel the need to bring my kids on this platform you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just mm-hmm. not how it works. And I tip my hat to her for that because it's like, that's how things get weird. Yes. That's how Real things get weird. weird. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's not a lack of pedophiles on the internet. And I'll say it for the rest of my life, keep your goddamn kids off the internet. Listen, the fact that, what's the name? Um, Krishan, Blueface Baby. Mm-hmm. The fact that her child already has a Instagram page is disgusting, but to bring it up in us, the fact that this newborn baby that hasn't been alive for two weeks already has like 700 something thousand followers. Sometimes I can't blame the creator. Sometimes I can't. I have had numerous, I don't wanna say friends, but just people that I know start pages for their children and was like oh follow and i said absolutely not for what 
I'm not following your four-year-old child. I'm not following your four-month-old baby. I'm not Mm -mm. doing that. Like, TikTok, I see certain, um, there's this one baby I see sometimes. Obviously, their parent does a voiceover like, hey, what's up, Mm -hmm. shitheads? Come see what my my servants made me for breakfast this morning. That's fine. Like, that's fine. Because you know good and damn what. It's just, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm still not Mm -hmm. following it, but it's just, it's weird to me. It's very, very, very weird. And I think it's strange. And I don't find it, I don't find it a genuine, I don't know. It doesn't come off. Whenever I see somebody with like a child, a page for their child or it's like a family page, I'm like, this is some weird shit. You know what? We can have a whole nother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It's some weird shit. Anyway, she's going to jail. Um, Bye, girl. Bye, bitch. Um. Now you want to cry? Here. Now you want to cry? Don't cry now. Don't cry now. Yeah, no. I, imagine your children, they was crying when they was hungry. Oh, God. I oh, okay. I feel so bad for those oh. kids. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. 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 Talking about we've been calling the cops. Child, don't play with me. And the cops need to be fired. Like, who'd you call? Who'd you talk to? Who came to the house? Oh, yeah. I bet you was no, I bet you was probably no black people in that neighborhood. I mean, Utah. It couldn't have been. Yeah, They'd Utah. Been like, they're like, do you see Bobby Ray? He is skinny as fuck. Right, like, come here. Right, because the black person be like, come here. Where your mama at? First of all, come I here. see you. Bobby Ray, come here. Where, yeah, yes. where your mama at? Bobby Ray, come here. What's good with you? You what okay? Is, what, what's this shit on your arms? What's going on? Yeah, why you look like that? Investigate. <laughs> Especially black women. Black women are born investigators. Okay. Straight up. They're going to bring you in the house. You're going like, yes. while while I'm cooking you a whole turkey dinner, you're going to tell mm-hmm. me the whole situation. I'm just like, uh-huh. Yes. What you, yes. And he, she did what? Okay. You ain't ate how long while I'm recording oh, this stuff. Okay. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna make you this sandwich, and let me go make a phone call real quick. Period. <laughs> then, Period. Then we'll let you know that your mama is here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Child, please. <sighs> but you, you talk. You talk. I don't know. Very weird. That's what a lot of the cults and stuff be at. I think so. Them, and then the other ones with the. What's the what's the what the the Mormons? Maybe all married. Yes, or the ones where they be all be all be married to the pastor or something. Yeah, Why? Mormons. Yep. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Okay, we are gonna keep because <laughs> there's not a shortage shortage of documentaries on some weird cult shit happening in Utah. I just, okay, I don't. I never understood why there's an NBA team out there. But anyway, um... okay, here we go. Um... Tyrese and DJ Envy uh, exchanged some words on The Breakfast Club recently. Uh, I'm going to play this little clip. Here we go. You were? How convenient How to con- step back. What you mean? I never stepped back from you. From you. It's right. You should have stepped But I never up. talked to your wife in a disrespectful manner. And you talked to mine in a disrespectful manner. How? And I never told nobody that. If even I, even even I've when you were talked, on and, and you could say you were on those psych meds and you could say that you weren't you mean? but as a man some of the things that you said Tyrese deserved me to box your mouth well, and I didn't oh, no 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 we were talking because this is something that I never wanted to say and since he wants to be well why envy I'm telling him why you said disrespectful shit to my wife what do you say it's neither here nor there to the point where why my wife doesn't call you back anymore and to the point, when you started talking to psych meds, I, me and my wife had a conversation. He said, well, maybe Tyrese was on those medicines when he said. But if you ever text me and my wife, 
You can't text me because I block, I just unblocked you probably about a month ago when me and Charlamagne was talking and he told me that you were on the psych meds and this is what it was. That's why, un- yeah, that's yeah. what made me unblock you. So that was the reason why I stopped talking to you and will not reach out to you anymore. Was that the clip that you wanted to? Yeah, part of- I know, I know, okay. I know. It's, it's a long clip. I watched, I watched the whole thing. Um, you did. I did. I watched the whole thing. Um, I'm be honest. I think the Breakfast Club has kind of taken a little bit of a turn in a good way. With I know, I know, y'all don't like just so hilarious, but I think she is an amazing addition to that crew. Mm. I, I really, mm. I'm like, when is she getting a contract? Because I'm not understanding. But um. The conversation between Envy and Tyrese, I thought was um, okay. Wait, because you watched the whole thing. So how, what? What? Ha- how do we get here? How do he? How do we get to this light skinned nigga saying to Tyrese, "I, I need to box your mouth." So first of all, I would have jumped on. Who the fuck is you talking to? Listen, you know Tyrese has came a very long way. Okay, real quick, real quick. I'm gonna make <laughs> okay, it quick. Okay. I'm gonna make it quick. So apparently, okay. apparently. Tyrese was very uh, instrumental in getting DJ Envy and his wife back together after DJ Envy cheated on his wife with Erica Mena. Um, Yes, that was a whole thing a couple years ago. He cheated on his wife with Erica Mena. Um, word got out. Tyrese called DJ Envy and was like, what's good with you? Like, why are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you cheating on your wife? ABC, XYZ. To the point where he was like a counselor to them in getting them back together. He flew into New York. He paid for like a violinist to get them to dinner, sat with them at dinner. It was, this was all on this episode, Tyrese. And DJ Envy was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All this stuff. DJ Envy never denied it. He was like, yeah, you you were. Then somehow, some way, things took a turn for the worse. And I guess this was when Tyrese was on his, you know, congratulations. Okay, when Charlemagne's stupid ass actually said it like that during this conversation. Oh my God, no. You can tell Tyrese looking at him like, all right, nigga, like, okay. <laughs> like, yes, we know I was bugging, but okay. Anyways, somehow, some way, while he was on these quote-unquote psych meds, things kind of took a turn for the worse, and he was talking crazy about, um, was talking crazy about DJ Envy and his wife. And that's why DJ Envy said, you said some disrespectful things to my wife, I guess, during the conversation, because they were still counseling each other, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's why DJ Envy said, allegedly, he said some disrespectful things to his wife that should have boxed him out. Now, I will say this. In Charlemagne's defense, what did he say? That's either here nor there. For you to say that you was about to punch this nigga in the mouth, Listen, because this is the second time this nigga, this is the second time DJ Envy has done this on air and not done it in person. You did it first with Desus and Mero, right? We will never forget. <laughs> I know, I, I know, sis. It it hurts me too. That was prime time breakfast club. It was, it was, it was. But listen, like. My my issue with DJ Envy is you always pressing up on the niggas when y'all on live on the air. Let's keep that shit on the playground. You got if I'm disrespecting your wife and you really about it, res- then address me when we not on air. I'm not understanding. Like my thing with DJ Envy is 
I don't have a I don't have a problem with DJ Envy. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. Like I, you know, I know everybody told shit about him, but I'm just like, I mean, I don't. I, my thing is, he always got a problem. All his problems have to do with him and his wife. All of them. Everything is, you know, yeah, me, my wife, and then all of a sudden they're launching a new podcast or they're launching a new business or she or got a, a fact. Yeah, or a book or something like that. Like, look, if you want to be a couple content creator, then just do it. Because that's what it's giving. Because other than The Breakfast Club, I'm not seeing you, you know. So that's that's what happened with Tyrese. I will say Tyrese, and I, I you can tell Tyrese is maturing and healing and mm-hmm. growing because even with, because Charlamagne was trying to sell something. Well, what did he, what, he say? What happened? And right. Tyrese was like, I'm good with it. It's not that big a deal. Like, let's have this conversation. But mm-hmm. I mean, we we want to know. Because if you was threatening I to mean, punch somebody in the mouth, because right. and that to your point, and Jess so hilarious said something too, was like, Well, if that was my wife and somebody says, I am gonna box your mouth, like point blank period, right. I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. Right. So it couldn't have been that bad if nothing happened, friend or not. If you just because ne- all you did was block him up until now, you waited to get on the. It's I don't know. It's giving bitch move to me. Like you really, you're not a you're not boxing anybody's mouth. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. You say something disrespectful about my partner. You know what I'm saying to the point where I'm still talking about it. Because honestly, mm-hmm. if it was that disrespectful. Oh, Tyrese coming to the breakfast club. All right, I'm going to be out that day. I don't even want to see him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's really nothing mm-hmm. for us to... There's nothing for us to discuss. There's nothing for us to talk about. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might forgive you, but mm-hmm. there's really... I'm not about to sit here and all kiki with you. I'm not about to do that. No. Nope. 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 Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, last thing, because sis is tired over here. She's going to make me start yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, it's okay. <laughs> last thing, Coco Golf wins the U.S. Open at hey. just 19 years old. Ah, You know what that is? Impact. That is serious. Serena and Venus Williams Impact showing up heavy. Naomi and Coco. Next generation, and we love that. There's there's one other girl I can't Sloan. I think her name is Sloan. Sloan Stevens. Stevens yep. Stevens. Yes. Um, nineteen years old. That's major, yo. That's so. That's so fire. I love it. I'm I love her. it. I'm I. I love it. I love all the videos that's been coming up of her as a young girl. You know, her parents took her to tennis mm-hmm. matches. She's like, I'm gonna do that one day. And it's like, yes, yes. you are. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I love how she was embracing, like, Naomi was there because there was a moment mm-hmm. a couple years ago Naomi whooped her ass on yeah. the court, and it was yeah. a very emotional moment, and now that Naomi was there, you know, she's taking some time, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a new mom, mm-hmm. to go to the U.S. Open and watch her, the fact that she was like, you know what, I really appreciate you being here. I know we've, you know, you basically you whooped my ass on the court, but the fact that you yeah. had a support, I just, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I really do. Absolutely, it's just so exciting. What a, a wonderful time in tennis. I thought it was interesting. She was on. I guess she was on like an Instagram live or something like that. Somebody was like, you know, mm-hmm. talking about what she's gonna do with her winnings. 
And somebody was like, you know, you going to pay off any of your debt? And she was like, I'm 19. I don't have any debt. Like, I was like. Period. Period. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You- let's get that. Let's get that generational wealth started now. Yeah, like Period. debt. What's that? I don't know what that is. Like, I'm about to she, go- she said, I, I don't know her. I'm about to go buy my parents a house or something. Like, why not? Like- Period. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Congratulations to Coco Golf Girl. Yeah. You did that. Yeah, she really you did. did. That. We're proud of you. Very, very proud of you. We are so proud of you. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. That is the end of this week's episode. Nobody left a new review. Yo, what? You know what? <laughs> Scary ass niggas. I'm really trying to like. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can be nice anymore. Um, because you're pissing me off. But it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Look at that. Look at that. It's okay. It's okay. See? See? It's okay. It ain't just me no more. It ain't just me no more. Yeah. Uh well, yeah. Wait, not Thank even you on you. Wait, somebody did say something on YouTube though. Hold on. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Wait, I'm a, hold on. I'm a hold. All right. Well, I'm gonna do the thingy while you look it up. Um okay. we're on a bunch of streaming. We're, we're on a bunch of streaming platforms. Uh we're on Twitter at Hat Rap Pop. We're on Instagram at Head Raps and Lipsticks. Check out our Facebook page, Head Raps and Lipsticks the Podcast. Go to our website, www.headwrapsandlipsticks.com, where we have crewnecks and t-shirts that are for sale but not on sale. Um, our cash app is dollar sign head rap pod. And um, we go on a bunch of streaming platforms: Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. I already on YouTube. TikTok, for me, like... <laughs> I gotta get used to not saying it Yo, now since she did. She not dead. She not there no more. Okay. Was there something on YouTube? Actually, it is. Oh. So JoJo left us a nice review. Hey, JoJo. She hey, said, JoJo. I lo- I'm sorry. Let me not say she. It could be, you know. Um, they mm-hmm. said, I love this podcast. The ladies never hold back. The honesty keeps the conversation and laughter flowing. And she gave us five stars. Oh, thank you, JoJo. So it's looking like Appreciate- some of the 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 uh, the uh, reviews is coming on YouTube, which is cool. Yeah, that's um, fine. Y'all can put them there. I know. I know a lot of Android users have an issue with whatever. Yeah. So the issue with y'all yeah. iPhone, but um, Ooh. oh, who else? Spiffy. <laughs> we did have another one. Spiffy, aka Patrick. Hey, Patrick. He says, hey. bro, y'all have me cracking up every week. Not as giving Proud Boys. Talking about <laughs> Oh, snap. It was. Oh, God. All right, sis. What is your joke this week? Okay. I'm sleepy, y'all, but I do have one. Okay. Why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? Because she didn't have any shoes. No. Why? She kept running away from the ball. <laughs> Get it? Because Cinderella, like, at 12 o'clock, she was like, I have to go. And she left. <laughs> so she was running away from the ball. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Oh. That makes me want to watch Cinderella with a uh, Brady. Like, the prince is having a ball. Okay. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. Tragic. Tragic. Absolutely tragic. Tragic.